You are significant. You have seeds of greatness inside of you. You are not on accident. You are on purpose. You are here for a very divine, special purpose. And we are going to talk in this podcast about evidence that you are significant. Let's be honest here today and answer this question. Have you ever felt alone to the depths of your soul? Put truth in the chat or DM me truth if you can relate. You felt like you had everything to be there for everyone and then it just falls apart. You feel like Dorothy with Toto standing in the eye of the storm, completely spent. You have given it your all and somehow that still just isn't enough. You have no one to turn to and you feel so alone. Dear God, please help me. But is he listening? You are a believer, so you really believe he is listening, and yet the silence all around your heart is deafening. What's worse, you have sacrificed so much, including yourself. Is there love and praise for it all? No. Anger, hurt, blame. You thought you were protecting them, and they are so mad at you. How could they be mad at you? Don't they see the truth? He is not who laughed and tickled and read stories and even told them about God. But yet he is the one that they love, that they want to spend time with. And it it hurts. It hurts so deeply. You still crave his attention too. And yet this is the same person that you blame your hurt and your pain. No, you blame yourself too. How much more alone could you feel? Living in this type of world, the world of addiction does not leave us unscarred. It leaves many scars. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the pain, the sadness, the blame, and the drama that seems to only worsen with time. You see, this is the world of codependency. So how do you get free? Codependents start out innocent, it seems. We get caught up day after day in their cycle, their cycle of addiction, keeping the addict happy or Having a good day is the goal so that she can be safe. A less painful day because the wounds of yesterday are still raw. People pleasing is what they call it. Every day getting up, bracing yourself and praying they are happy. The happy days are really good. The addict swings from their highs and lows in sobriety too. Spending money they don't have on your happiness, but it does make it feel better in the moment. It feels like love. It feels closer to normal. It helps you forget your despair as you eat a steak at a nice restaurant 
or as you literally swing high on a roller coaster and enjoy the sunshine on your face as you laugh together on a boat out on the lake. Maybe everything is going to be okay, you think to yourself. But then the swing goes the other way. And just one wrong statement out of your mouth and they yell at you or worse. The high is over and now it's your fault. They are going to act out in their addiction because you blew it. You made them unhappy. You said one wrong thing. If you could just talk right, if you could just act right, then they would not be upset and they would not be acting out. It's all your fault. Then the gaslighting stage, they go to their room. It's peace mixed with painful loneliness, this gnawing at your heart. Like if I could just do the right thing, I wouldn't be all alone. Maybe he would still be right here giving me some attention and love. And also fear, fear of what's going to happen when he emerges again. What do you do to fill your time? You cry you're mad, you pray, you read your Bible. Over time, as the cycle happens more and more, closer and closer together as these episodes occur, it feels like God, source, universe isn't listening. You are more and more alone, more and more hurt, in more and more pain. The external wounds heal, but the internal wounds only deepen. And you feel like this callus is growing over your heart. The bitterness, the fear, and the hurt are growing. And what do you do with yourself? Eat. Eating feels good. Shop. Shopping online, shopping in person, getting that little dopamine hit calling a commiserating friend, gossip, slander, verbal attack, but not to him, to the friend, the listening ear. This cycle, though, is changing you into something you don't recognize, someone that you have seen before over there, and now it's you. You never imagine that that person would be you. How can this be? This has to stop. There has to be a way to get free. There has to be a way to get free. While there are shreds of the healthy you still left, you have to find a way to make this stop. Who is safe to tell? It is so scary to think of telling. Who can you trust? They will only hurt you. They won't believe you. They'll blame you. They'll look down on you. And oh, mm -mm, I don't want no self-pity. They'll know you're broken and despise you. You will despise yourself too. Oh, they'll be polite, but exit your life. And you will be more alone. The bitterness will set in. And again, you won't recognize yourself. So this is a story, a little bit of a backstory on what, how, where I found myself 
several years ago at the height of the pain. And it wasn't just me. It was my children, my beautiful three daughters and the life that we found ourselves in and me protecting them. And yet, as time goes by, it it doesn't seem to pay off. It seems like I'm the one who's resented and he is the one who's favored. And so how to break free of all of this, all of the pain, all the anger, the addiction cycle, the codependency, the co-addictions that develop as a codependent, again, shopping, eating, um, gossiping, it can, it can become the same addictions as your addict has even. And so figuring out who to trust, who to tell, where to go to get help. And we're going to talk about this today. So feeling responsible for the actions and the emotions of others and people pleasing are all involved in the definition of codependency. Feeling responsible for the actions and emotions of others. Are you picking up what I'm laying down here? That is codependency. Also dealing with being gaslighted. That's signs of codependency. Gaslighting is the subjective experience in which an individual's perception of reality is repeatedly undermined or questioned by another person. Your intuition is right, but they constantly turn things around so it's your fault, not theirs, and keep turning things so that you feel crazy and can't remember even what actually happened, what you said, or what they said. You almost need to record it, seriously, because they will lie or accuse you of lying as part of this process. You feel like you are in the twilight zone. Anybody out there been through this before? Another sign of codependency is isolated regularly. If it wasn't for your children or your pets, you would be left completely alone. And if you have a friend who is seems unhealthily attached to her children or her dog, then there might be cause for you to maybe she may need more support. You, there might be cause for concern. And we're going to talk about solutions. So this doesn't have to continue. But these are the things that you're looking for, either in yourself or your family member or a friend. Number four sign of codependency is having difficulty making decisions, planning, keeping up with time, appointments, obligations. And I'm going to have to say it's not necessarily that codependent's fault because remember their world is being sabotaged very constantly on a continual basis. You know, if your friend's house was on fire, you would not, like literally, you would not expect them to be on time for an appointment. Well, in a codependence world, their house is on fire and they never know when it's going to be on fire and the fire put out and trying to find 
the things they need in the rubble of the fire that happened, and then another fire. So there's just constantly these fires that happen in their life. And then they're trying and, and they really try hard. It takes so much effort to get somewhere on time, to have the right clothes on, to have the kids in the right clothes, to have everybody fed, to have teeth brushed, hair brushed, um, things, little things like that become big things for a codependent. Number five is struggling with self-worth and fear of abandonment. So there's this cycle, this kind of push-pull where self-worth, blaming self, and then blaming the other person. Um, feeling like I'm not worth anything. How could this happen? It is my fault. If only I were better. If only I was enough. And then realizing, wait. The dishes were always done. He was always, all his needs were met in the bedroom, in the kitchen. You know, when is enough enough? Um, needs are met <laughs> and realizing, wait, something else is going on here. This is not normal. This is not, this cannot be um, just a regular need. And so addiction and we're going to talk about kinds of addiction. There's so many different kinds. Most people are familiar with drugs and alcohol, right? Um, but there are so many other kinds of addiction and a lot of hidden addictions, especially among Christians. Um, people who claim and call themselves Christians have learned a lot of secret and hidden addictions. And um, that is where a lot of the challenges lie. And so if you see a woman who's late pretty regularly, she's probably dealing with some of these addictions going on in the household. Not in all cases. Please don't look at someone who's late and just assume they're living with an addict or they're a codependent. But oftentimes that is a sign, being late and um, maybe they're, they still have a smile, but seem just, you know, a little bit rattled um, pretty regularly. And so um, being in a relationship with someone who tells you what to think, what to speak, what time to do things, what you can wear, what you can eat, even down to, oh, you've eaten enough. You don't need to eat any more bites. I've heard of husbands telling wives, oh. You don't need any more bites of that. And um, even telling them what to say or not say, like micro control. All of these are signs of that the person who's being treated that way is the codependent. So let's look at some unifying facts. And y'all hang with me. I hope this is being helpful because... Either A, we want to understand if we're in a codependent situation or our child, our grown child that may be married or a friend that's struggling. So we are going to get to solutions. But first, we're looking at um, the facts. And so the unifying facts, there's so many kinds of addiction nowadays. As we mentioned, drugs and alcohol are pretty well known. Food, 
um, emotional eating, it's called sometimes, shopping, um, shopaholics, workaholics, porn addiction, sex addiction, love and relationship addiction. Do you know someone who cannot feel normal unless they're in a relationship? They cannot stand to be alone and feel like a whole person. And so um, in love and relationship addiction, they may even be married five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Yes, that many. Because they're, they always have to be in a relationship, as close of a relationship as they can. And oftentimes that other person is an addict too. There's bullying going on as described before, and they are the codependent. Um, and it's love and relationship addiction. Anger addiction. Yes, I said anger addiction. <laughs> this is a very common one. This can be a codependence addiction. Their addict is an, re, addicted to alcohol. They are addicted to anger. They get up every morning and the first conscious feeling they have is anger. And then all day long, it's about what they're angry about. And they're going to be venting anger, sharing anger, talking anger, expressing anger and, and until they go to bed. And that's how they feel powerful and in control. And they get their dopamine hit off of anger addiction. And then, of course, codependency itself becomes an addiction. It is also an addiction in and of itself. And we all know like um, the battered woman syndrome where she's been beaten and she leaves maybe for a little while. And the, the man says, I'm so sorry. I won't ever do it again. I'm so sorry. And maybe brings her presents or, you know, it maybe kisses or promises. And she goes back and she does it over and over and over. And it literally is an addiction. There's chemical things going on in her brain that causes her to need to go back. Um, and then there's uh, with sex and porn addiction, these are growing at a rampant rate. This type of addiction is going on with 85% of men and 33% of women. Often there are multiple addictions going on at the same time as well. Also take away one or two dominating addictions and that addict will slip into one, two, or even three other addictions. Everyone um, know someone who tried to quit smoking and you, that smoker gains 30 pounds because they start turning to food for their addictive behavior instead of cigarettes. Um, anyone seen someone go to rehab for drugs and alcohol, but suddenly come out and have anger addiction or drama addiction in its place? So how do we put an end to this insanity? We're going to talk about um, one aspect that is a solution for part one, and then we're going to wrap this up and Part two, we'll talk about some more solutions. There's four keys to freedom as a codependent. Um, getting educated on the ploys of the addict is one important aspect. You are doing that by being here and listening to this podcast. And I just want to give you a hand 
for being here today. And I would love to hear from you in, on Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger. Um, I totally am interested in your story and what you have to share. Um, I know that I'm not alone in this. This is this is happening. Um, and Don is open as well. Um, he's in recovery for his part in this story. And I do not want to end this episode without saying that this this picture that I painted at the beginning of this episode was taking place several years ago. And we both have gone through um, a 12 step program to help us both to grow through our addictions and co-addictions. So tonight, though, or on this episode, we're going to talk about self-care and enhanced self-care, because as a codependent, you cannot just have a regular self-care routine. Um, your number one, your self-care routine needs to be written down so that when you've been abused and you come out of the blur just enough to function, then you have a written plan. And so um, that self-care plan also needs to be thorough. You need to have everything written down to get you through one day, one whole day and have the things done that will help you to come to the next day and not have left something off that was really, really important. So I'm so excited to talk about this self-care guide and offer you a free gift at the end of this first episode. So what does self-care include? Um, and we're going to talk about several things that self-care includes um, to wrap up this first call. So the number one, the number one, when you wake up, you need to get up. So it can be so easy to stay in the bed when you've been through something, um, especially day after day. And there can be different triggers that cause us to need this kind of self-care um, and enhanced self-care routine that's written down. Um, to have written down, wake up and get up at the top of that list. Um, it could be divorce. It could be um, it could be that a child is um, in a difficult situation that is just breaking your heart. Um, it could be a grown child. Often that's when it does happen um, is when that child leaves the nest, so to speak. And that can trigger mom or dad to have a need for an enhanced self-care guide. Um, so wake up and get up and then eat nutritious food. Oh, <laughs> it's like I'm right there with you in your kitchen and I saw you reach for that Pop-Tart, right? Have some nutritious food in the house. Um, if you can eliminate non-nutritious choices, just don't even buy donuts and Pop-Tarts and, um, you know, the stuff that isn't healthy, and have some things on hand that are healthier options. Um, this isn't about perfection. It's about progress. And so you could ha even have like those um, 
frozen scramble bowls that you can get in the frozen aisle that have eggs and sausage and a little bit of potato and a little bit of gravy and you just pop it in the microwave and you can eat it. Um, the first time that I went through and found myself waking up, so to speak, that I was in this situation where I needed an enhanced self-care guide because of what had happened, um, I lost a lot of weight. I just was so beside myself that I'd, I just I didn't even realize I wasn't eating for days and I lost several pounds. And um, so the second time it happened, yes, there was a second time. Then I decided I was not going to let that happen. To me, that was letting him win in the situation and letting the devil win in the situation. And so I decided I'm going to have nutritious food and I'm going to purpose that I eat um, three meals a day, at least two meals a day. But I'm going to eat nutritious food. The third thing is brush your teeth. Yes, an enhanced self-care guide. You want to write on there and have written on there brush your teeth. Next, shower. It's so easy for the day because oftentimes there's stuff just coming at you. It just keeps unfolding. You keep replaying in your mind what happened. You're in shock. You can't believe it. You're just like, and you want to talk to somebody and you get on the phone and an hour and a half goes by and you haven't eaten, you haven't brushed your teeth, you haven't gotten a shower you need to have this on your list. Take a shower, get dressed, and then feed the kids, feed the pets, feed the plants. Again, my goal for you in this list is that you're having beauty. You're having a normal life. You're having joy. Everything is not just the bare, bare, bare bone basics to keep you alive. Yes, there's going to be some days where that's all you can do because every step is heavy. But if you can keep on with this self-care guide, you do want your kids to stay alive. You do want your pets to be well. And if you have plants, you don't want to wake up and have dead plants. You know, I'm a plant person and that is one of the things that I really enjoy. And so just taking you know, five minutes or less and giving them some water, having a certain day, Monday, I'm going to water the plants and just giving them all a little bit of water, you know, in the morning when I wake up, I'm going to brush my teeth and then I'm going to feed the pets. And so habit stacking and having this self-care guide is really going to help you to keep more normalcy in your life, even when everything is not okay. Um, and the next one is dress your kids if you have kids. And um, while we're on kids, um, thinking about school, breaking school down into about five different areas to think about so that you can continue to be a self-sufficient mom or dad in this situation. Do they need lunch or lunch money? Do they need a permission slip signed? Do you need to replace any school supplies? Even asking Johnny or Susie, hey, how's it going with those crayons? Are they still what you need? 
how's it going with your pencil? Do you have enough pencils? Because when kids see their parents going through situations like this, a lot of times they won't ask. They feel you may have even snapped at them and you were in such a daze you didn't realize it and they just won't ask. They don't want to risk being snapped at. They would rather go without. And so asking them, do you need anything? Do you need a pencil? Do you have your markers? Do you have your crayons? Do you have enough paper? Is your notebook still got paper in it? Asking things like that. What time, knowing what time you're supposed to be dropping off and picking up, especially on days like we've had lately where there's weather conditions or maybe a sporting event or sports practice or play practice or whatever they're into, creating a different situation and then setting alarms on your phone. Don't rely on your brain. Even if you've been good at time in the past, you're going to need to set an alarm on your phone. And do you know you can label your alarm? You can type the day, click on the day you want it to go off and label it. So you could put pick up Johnny, pick up Susie. And then um, we are going to talk about boundaries um, a different time but you're going to want to obey that alarm when it goes off and not just ignore it. Um, next, work. What do you need to think about with work? This is another self-care category with three things. So do you need to call someone? If you're, going, if you're not able to go in because maybe you literally were beaten, maybe you were verbally beaten, um, you may need to call in. Don't just not show up. You have a better chance of keeping your job if you call in. Communicate. Don't. It's so tempting to hide and not say anything. Be scared of questions, scared of, you know, what if they see a bruise? What if they ask me, you know, well, why aren't you coming in? And just be honest. You need to have safe people in your life that you can be honest with. And so call in, communicate. Um, if you don't want to go into the whole story, you can just say, hey, something came up with my family. Um, I've had a family emergency. I'm not going to be able to come in tomorrow. Um, and then have a to-do list. Maybe if you don't have a job and you are stay-at-home, you're working from home or you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, put three things on a to-do list. Don't just wake up the next day with no plan, nothing planned. Have it, like three things that you're going to do. And it may be from this previous list that you just write down, I'm going to go to the ATM and get lunch money for the kids. Or maybe you need to pay a bill and you put on your list for tomorrow, I'm going to pay the electric bill. Um, but have three things and try to have something that is fun. Like maybe you're going to put some salt in the bottom of the bath when you take a shower. Um, maybe you're going to do a Sudoku puzzle for a few minutes. Maybe you're going to go get a, a coffee, you know, that's a yummy coffee, your favorite coffee. But put three things on that list and um, prioritize your most important, but don't make the list too long when you're going through this stage of things. And then Pay the bills. Make sure you pay the bills so you can keep your place to live. You can keep your car and you can also keep your kids. Because if school notices, hey, 
Susie's hair isn't brushed. She hasn't had hair brushed in two weeks, you know, or Johnny's shoes are so ratty and his clothes don't match and they kind of smell, you know, just this self-care guide, this enhanced self-care guide is going to help you to keep up with what's important to keep things going. So pay the bills. And if you can't pay the bills, again, there's usually people who can help. And so don't just shut down and not tell anyone. Um, you can reach out to family services. Um, often the churches in your area will also be available. You can reach out to your church and let them know, let someone know what's going on. Set an alarm to prepare dinner and then make dinner and then eat dinner. So it could be something simple. It could be a frozen dinner. It doesn't have to be like from scratch recipe, but have something planned and then set an alarm and follow through. We're, and then the last couple of things, an alarm to get ready for bed. It can be so easy to lose track of time and want to just stay up through the night when things get quiet and there's a little bit of peace and you're trying to sort everything out and you may even get on the phone and start talking with someone, trying to sort things out. And, and believe me, you can end up being on a call like that two, three hours, four hours even, and have stayed up half the night, kept someone else up half the night, and you need to get your rest. So set an alarm. Again, follow through with the alarm. Get ready for bed. Tell whoever it is goodbye. If you got on the phone, thank them for their time. Ask them for their prayers and go to bed. Brush your teeth. Put on your pajamas. Get ready for bed. And then little things like finding the shoes for tomorrow. So you're not running around the house being late because Susie or Johnny has no clue where their shoes are. Um, maybe having them create a habit of when you come in the house, take your shoes off by the door so we know where they are. Um, or go to your room, take your shoes off, put them on your shoe holder. Um, and then in finish for the day, read your scripture, read your positive mindset book, listen to a positive podcast, write down some encouraging thoughts or quotes and learn how to feed your own soul and your own spirit and encourage yourself because learning how to advocate for yourself, learning how to give yourself what you need. Um, the five love languages is one of my favorite books. And, um, when you read that book, it talks about five different love languages. Mine is words of affirmation, my top one that I need. And so I learned how to give myself the words of affirmation so I didn't have to wait on my spouse or someone else to give me those words. And so learning how to say, you did a good job today. Call out your own name. Darlene, you did a good job today. I'm so proud of you for you know, get having all the shoes by the door and going and getting the lunch money and going and getting your favorite coffee or do, taking, you know, a few minutes and doing a puzzle today. I am so proud of you. You've had a great day. I have even had a dance party where I turned on a song and I just started yelling. I'm so proud of you. You did so good. And um, just jumping for joy to that song. So it is okay for you to do those things. You are not crazy. You are feeding your own happiness and you are practicing self-care.
Thank you for joining for this episode. And we will continue this in episode two. Thank you for listening to You Are Significant. Please leave us a review. Please leave comments. Give us a like and share this out. We appreciate you here on You Are Significant. And I cannot wait till next time to spend time with you.